welcome back to the Encore Offstage Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, with me, Adam. And me, Ben. Hey, Ben, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks, Adam. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How's your week been? Because I know you've had some exams this week. Yeah, it's been pretty chaotic, but we got through it, and now we're, we are here recording a podcast. Excellent. Like the end of a tunnel. Are you ready for the podcast this week? I think I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. That means no, but that's fine. Okay, yeah. So we have we have a special guest later on. We have Rachel Murray, uh, who I had a chat with uh, whilst you were doing your exam. Yes, we, we unleashed you at... On my own. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> unleashed me on Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Earlier in the week, without me being present. What could, <laughs> I, I haven't even listened to the recording yet, so who knows what happened. Oh, well, there we are then. You see, you, you, you're in for a great treat. We'll all find out together later on in our big discussion at the end of the podcast. But first of all, we are going to deal with... Our weekly news segment. So on to that. time to move on to our weekly news roundup and which this week we are bringing you two quickfire news stories and i am gonna start i think this week adam with a um a nice quick sort of happy theatrical based news story and you're going to move on to something more arty aren't you yes i am yes i'm going to be a bit more you know in depth and cultural yes whereas i'm gonna speak about the rocky horror show which yay my one of my favorite musicals um, copyright strikes impending yay um <laughs> thanks adam <laughs> no i was lucky enough to see this two years ago at the theater royal in Nottingham, and it's great fun um and then in lockdown me and a group of friends we did it as a virtual virtual play reading and we all dressed up and had the most fun with it and it was just amazing i, I played brad and it was just the best. I was, I was going best. to say as much fun as you can have at home during lockdown in other people's clothes, but yeah. then it suddenly sounded a bit wrong. Possibly, yeah. This, <laughs> this podcast taking a theme. Um, now, but on, sorry, Rocky Horror Show. I've never actually seen. So, is it coming oh, on tour? Okay. Uh, okay stop, I've seen the stop, film. Stop, 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 I've stop, seen yeah. the film. I've seen the film, but I've not seen the show. Oh, so you've never like dressed up and gone to it live? No, no. <sighs> Although I have done other things uh, with other other shows, but never actually done the rock. Have you seen the, uh, the film with any other people? Yeah, my sister. Okay, because you, you need like a group of people to like it, know what happens. It's great. It was, it was my sister who introduced it to me and probably explains a heck of a lot to them. Yeah, probably. Um, but yes, Rocky Horror is touring in 2021 across Ooh. the UK. And it's so exciting that something has, in the midst of all this uncertainty, has come out and said, yeah, we're going to try and run a tour. Indeed. Um, it's going to open in March 2021 and running until October. It's playing in basically everywhere across across the UK. Yep. Tickets are now on sale. And I am now, now I know that you haven't seen it, Adam. I'm obviously going to have to go and take you. because We're going to okay. have to see this. It's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to put my cross-dressing game on. Yeah, on. you'll have to go, Frank. I've got a brand full out Brad outfit. I've got a lab coat and everything now. Hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a minute. How do I have to do cross-dressing, but you have to go as Brad? Uh, I mean, you could go as a Janet and it would it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I've got the I've got the Brad's hair. That's why. I've got the Brad's hair. <laughs> oh, okay. It's all down to the hair. It's all down to the hair. In which case, I'm meatloaf. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, do you want to hear uh, about my news? Yes, it's about, yes, let's move on to your slightly more arty news. A more arty. Well, arty. it's illustration-based. Because when we first started this podcast, we always said that we wanted to not just deal with theatre, but we wanted to deal with other parts of the arts as well. And yes. I was having a look through uh, things that were going on, and I found this little article on the BBC News website, and it's about the Great British Bake Off. Now, for those of you that haven't seen the Great British Bake Off, you will, you know, if you're a bit mad or, you know, you yeah. just lived under a rock for 11 years, um, yeah. you you will know that there is certain parts of the show where they show off drawings of the cakes of the contestants. And, uh, yeah, and the what, what it will aim to look like. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a chat with the guy who does the illustrations for all these cakes. And there's a team of him and uh, I think there's four other people as well. Um, and but the, main, the main guy, uh, Tom Hovey, his name is, and he actually doesn't like cake at all. He <laughs> is anti-cake, I think, because he sits and draws it most of the time. I don't understand how anybody can be anti-cake. Right, here's an argument, an eternal argument. Okay. Cake, cake or pie? Cake. Cake, I'm saying, I yeah. cake, pie. It's Some like, people it's, say pie. It's literally like, it's, like, it's binary opposites, being yeah. anti-cake. It just doesn't make sense. It's two words that should never ever go together. <laughs> I just don't understand. But if you have a chance and you want to have a look at it, I would have a check on the BBC News website. And again, illustration is fantastic. It's a, a long forgotten art because again, people that have got wonderful artistry skills and things that are similar to that, they have these wonderful opportunities and it's not very often that you get to look at the work of somebody like that. So I would have a quick look. And, it, it, and, and if you, when you actually see them in, um, Sort of on, in in the show, they are they are quite often absolutely stunning, aren't they? Well, and yeah, and they, most of the time they're better than the people that actually make them. Yeah, they are, but quite often they're they're shown for about ten seconds at a time, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's but it, it's brilliant, and they have to do what ten every episode. It's it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, I can't I can't look at some of them because I just think, oh, that was so tasty. I'm hungry now. <laughs> do you watch Bake Off and then have to go and like bake and or have to or just have cake? I usually watch Bake Off and whilst I'm eating something or I have to then go and eat something. Um, And so, uh, because me and baking don't mix, but um, not, not for, not through choice, but just because, you know, I'm not very good at it. So something like that is just, yeah, it's like, yeah, I can look at that and think somebody's good at that. Um, And uh, yeah, it's wonderful to see and to just see the different creations, what they should look like. Um, but it's also an interesting interview. So if you have a chance, go and have a look and just see some of the back, this behind the scenes things that happen um, in the show. Yeah, so um, go and check that out. That's on the BBC News website. And I've just read it through now. It's a really interesting little interview with um, a very different, and as you say, forgotten art form. And I think, Adam, that concludes our weekly news segment. It does. It does for this week. Um, but as, as always, if you have any news for us, uh, any supporters out there, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pigeon, anything else like that, yeah, um, you know, smoke signals, however you, you get the podcast, send us any news that you've got, whether it's local news or national news. We don't care. We'll, we'll talk about it. Just talk about anything. I think we're, I think we're proving, aren't we, Adam? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So.
It's time for our quiz segment. And oh, last no. time, last episode, Ben asked me some questions that thoroughly embarrassed me because I should have known a heck of a lot more than I actually did about musical lyrics. But this time, Ben, are you ready for your challenge? We are going to prove that I know nothing either and we are both fully not qualified enough to do this podcast is what we're going to find, I think. You are absolutely right. You are not going to know. <laughs> it's fine, he says. With oh, dear. Right, so this one is very, very simple. Okay. Okay. He says, <laughs> "What I have found, you you know musicals, you know musical theatre, some, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know shows, seen, yeah, 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 seen a few, yeah. but I bet you haven't seen them backwards. No, I haven't. No, no, no neither have I. Uh, so what I have here, and and again, people at home can play as well." Is can you guess the musical if it was told to you in reverse? Uh, no. Done. Move on. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, well, right. Uh, no, 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 no. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do this. So I have ten musicals here. The plots of ten musicals. Ten. But they are backwards. Yes, oh, ten. God. Okay. It's all right. Don't worry. It's fine. I don't even know if it's I know right. ten. No, I do know ten musicals. It's fine. It's all you good. do know ten musicals. It's fine. There's a mix. Some very modern. Some quite older ones. Okay. A lot of them are quite famous. But don't worry. Okay. Cool. So just listen, listen, to, I'll give you the, here we go, first okay, one, here we go. okay? An old man, rejuvenated after his stay in a convent, helps calm down a group of angry students, becomes a much-loved mayor, returns a small girl to a couple of unsavoury innkeepers, spends a few years in a prison, and gives back a loaf of bread before fixing a windowpane. So this is reversed, right? Reversed. But also it feels to me like it's, it's actually, it's not just it's told backwards, Everything is reversed. So if it's fixed a window pane, it'd be broke a window pane and stealing bread. Now, mm-hmm. breaking a window pane and stealing bread is a line from Les Miserables. It is. Is that your answer? I mean, old man, young cassette. I mean, it sounds like it was work. Yeah? Yeah, let's see if Les Miserables... Congratulations! Hey! That is the right answer. Right. Well done. I know one musical. Well done. Well done. Okay, this one, <laughs> I didn't know this one. Oh, God. Well, that's right. as disaster, isn't it? Okay, yeah. I'll give you a clue. It's a very new musical. Okay? Right, ready? After a series of romantic flings, a young woman moves from Paris to Verona via a very decorative horse and cart and finds herself back at the, her original husband's deathbed. Now, I feel a bit like Verona... Now, I know this because I did GCSE English. Woo! I don't know if everyone did. Now, Verona is Romeo and Juliet. And the only musical that I can think that has Romeo and Juliet is just And Juliet, which I've not seen or heard about anything other than the name. So let's try it. So you're pinning pinning your hopes on the fact that you've heard Verona. Yeah. Well, and Deathbed makes sense. It it sounds a bit like like what might happen after Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Who knows? Let's see. You're correct. It is. I am. Brilliant. Yeah. This is this is going well. He says. There's ten. There's, okay. There's eight left though. <laughs> A prominent wrong. Argentinian political figure quickly loses her star power and ends up feeling content working in a bar in the provincial town of Junín. Oh no, I've got absolutely no idea. Can you give me Argentinian Argentinian political figure? That's the big clue. I know that. I probably should know this, shouldn't I? Oh, no. It's an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Oh, what? Why don't I know this? There's people at home screaming the answer right now. 
I mean, I'll say it again. A prominent Argentinian political figure quickly loses her star power and ends up feeling content working in a bar in the provincial town of Junin. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but I, Junin, Junin. This is awful. I really don't know. Should I just get at Lloyd How Webber? did you know Anne Juliet, but you don't know this one? Should I just uh, guess? I'm going to yes. guess a Lloyd Webber production, right? And I've seen a couple. So I'm going to guess one that I haven't seen, which I need to watch, which is Phantom. Wrong. It's not it's Phantom. Not Phantom. It's Evita. Oh my god, and I haven't seen that and I need to have seen that. Oh, there, you see? oh dear. Yeah, okay. I should know that. I, I thought, <laughs> okay. Oh no. This one I think you'll know. This one I think you'll know. Really? Remember it's backwards. Remember it's backwards. What's... Number four. Forsaken by her adoptive mother, who also happens to be a teacher at her school. Our protagonist helps reinstate an ousted headmistress who was very into physical education, helps re-dye her mother's hair and unsticks her father's hat. Well, I um, I really hope this is what I think it is. Uh, we mentioned it last week. I think that is Matilda the Musical. It is indeed Matilda the yes. Musical. Well done. Very good. Brilliant. Number five. You ready? You need you need a break. You're right. I you I'm, need, all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. You need a waft with waft, a towel. A waft. Are you okay? Yes. Okay. Good. <sighs> right. Number five. A young ballerino becomes. That's how it says here. Ballerino okay. becomes increasingly disillusioned with dancing, much to the joy of his overbearing father, ah. and takes up boxing instead. Uh, is that Billy Elliot? It is Billy it is. Elliot. No, I think I knew somebody who played Billy Elliot once. I'll just see if we can get him on. Yeah, please oh, do. Oh, can. Look. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, number six. In a country slowly emerging from the grip of fascism, a large family crosses some mountains, and after deciding that a life in music isn't for them, the young stepmother goes to live in a convent. Oh, one of my absolute favourite musicals of all time. The classic, The Sound of Music, hopefully. It is The Sound of Music. Yes, yeah, get it. Well done. See, you're doing better than you I thought am. you were. I am, I'm doing quite well. Are, yeah, are, you, you, are you keeping score? I mean, I think I've only got... Uh, I've yeah. got one wrong, haven't I? Wasn't that a Vita? Uh, you got one wrong, yeah. you got a Vita wrong. That's so good. you've got six out of seven so That's far. That's good. I'm, they I'm... haven't you got five out of six. This is number seven, oh, sorry. Okay. I can't count! That's always anyway. good. <clears throat> That's, why we're, That's why we're actors. We can't number count. seven. Okay, this one you may get wrong. Although this one... No, I'll, I'll read it first. Number seven. Told from two perspectives, a woman plots her relationship from start to finish while her partner charts his life back from the lucrative success as a novelist. Oh. No, I've got absolutely no idea. I feel like no, I should, this one's I feel like I should this one's it. it's quite well known amongst theatre circles. Mm. But what I will say is that this description, pretty much backwards and forwards, is pretty much the same. Okay. Now that's I, a big clue. Oh god, can you read it again? I've, yeah, I've forgotten told, that really. Told from two perspectives, yeah. a woman plots her relationship from start to finish while her partner charts his life back from lucrative success in novelist. I don't know, but I probably should. What is it? Tell me. It is the last five years. Now, I haven't even heard of that, which is awful. No. Okay. That's why. So it's a, it's a musical. It's a two-hander. So right. Two people in it. Yeah. And one starts at one end of the relationship, so either the start or the finish and the other one starts at the other end and they both sing and travel through and they cross at one point and they go back the other way so one finish oh, wow. when one starts at the end and finishes at the beginning the other one starts at the beginning and finishes at the end oh that sounds really good i should it's really good I should know it's about a it. brilliant musical they made a film out of it mm. yes they have which is it got oh, kendrick in it and jeremy jordan yeah and jeremy jordan anyone who knows me knows i don't like him so maybe won't oh well that. that's a shame yeah, <laughs> wrong, but never mind what anyway <laughs> no right so we're newsies, we'll have a fight on newsies in the so we're on you so you've got 
You're on number eight now, so you've got five out of seven so far. Yeah. Okay. Number eight. Here we go. A forward-thinking factory owner decides to honour his father's vision for his company, going back to producing vintage clothing items with a very different market appeal. Oh, God. Should I know this as well? Should, should I know this, Adam? Uh, Am I going to... Factory. Factory. I mean... A forward-thinking... Remember, this is backwards. A forward-thinking factory owner decides to honour his father's vision for his company, going back to producing vintage clothing items with a very different market appeal. I feel like I should know this, but I don't. So I'm, go- I'm going to guess the only musical that I know that's got any item of clothing in the name. I still I know it's called the right thing. Uh, go, on, go on. Is it Top Hat? No, it's, no, it's not. Boots. Oh my god! I asked the wrong. I just got the wrong musical. You now, got the wrong. You got the wrong item of clothing. That's right. <laughs> now I've never seen Kinky Boots either. This is bad. This is proving a list of things I need to see. No, no, no. It's fine. It's <sighs> Kinky Boots is brilliant. Kinky Boots is good. So I you've wanna, got. I want to watch it at some point. I will. Five out of eight so far. Oh dear. Okay. We're, we're aiming for fifty percent here. We're aiming for fifty percent. Yeah. You've got over. Yeah, yeah. You've got. Yeah. I have to get the next two wrong. Let's see if we can get above fifty percent. Number nine, after a dangerous experience in a foreign country almost cost him his family and partner, an inventor rightfully dismantles his aviation machine, loses his love, who happens to be part of a company selling sweets, and tries to find a new business idea. This was a musical I saw several years ago, and I was the only musical that I've been disappointed by seeing it live. <gasps> no, because I saw a touring version of it and it wasn't as like spectacular as I was really you hoping. You better hope you've be. got the right one, otherwise I'm going to slap you. I mean, I was hoping it's Chitty. It is Chitty. It is. And I, now, I saw this. I've only seen this once. Right. I saw it at the Millennium Centre in Wales and it was Ali Jones in the lead. Oh, dear. Brilliant. Okay, okay. Oh, it was good. I loved it. Uh, I was looking after a group of children at the time. Right. Uh, taking them on a trip. Um, so, sorry, right, okay. So why were you with a group of So the reason I was looking after a group of kids is that I used to be the England Junior Archery Team Manager. Of course. And, of course I did. Um, and this one year, uh, we were in Wales, which was hosting this particular tournament. And I was managing the team. And they took us out on the evening for a three-course meal to the Millennium Centre in Wales and to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang live with Alan Jones in the lead. Uh, And most of the kids that had been there, that were there, had never seen a theatre show in their lives. And I was in my element. I loved it. I I was like, guys, 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 watch this. This I, I, I just felt a bit let down by the production of it. I saw it with Carrie Hope Fletcher a few years ago right. as Truly and Lee Mead as in, in, in the lead. Uh, okay. In that tour when it was he swapped he alternated with Jason Manford. And I saw Lee That's Mead in right. there. And I w- Lee Mead was brilliant. Carrie Hope Fletcher was a brilliant, but the actual production value felt, felt a bit it just it, it wasn't as like, oh wow, it's amazing. It's it's almost the bottom of my list. I'm really sad. That's I wanted right. to it for okay. years. You can't be right all the time. Oh, that's sad. Thank you, I can't. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. Moving on. Uh, last, qu- last question. Last question. Last one. So you've got, you've got six out of nine. Yes, this is... So far. Mm. Can you make this... So is it going to be 60% or 70%? We'll see. Mm. Last question. Once their overbearing and unpredictable nanny leaves, a pair of children go back to being unruly, while their father becomes increasingly oblivious to the love of his family. Oh, I know this, but I don't know this. 
Oh, I think I do. Can you say that again? Sorry. Yes. Once their overbearing and unpredictable nanny leaves, oh, a pair of children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. A pair of children go back to being unruly. Well, that yeah, that was a big clue. Yeah. While their father becomes increasingly oblivious to the love of his family. Oh God. Um, I was meant to see this in April and I didn't, and I'm really sad. Um, it's Mary Poppins. It is Mary Poppins. Well done. Oh, I've got seven out of ten. I saw good. this when it came on tour a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I saw it in, uh, I think it was Birmingham. Mm-hmm. No, saw it in Leicester first. Oh, yeah. In Leicester first, and then a couple of months later, I had to go and get another ticket because I went to go and see it again in, in Birmingham. Isn't it like the most magical show? Oh, there? mate. Mate, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It, Anybody that get, If you get a chance to see it, Go and see I I was given from, for Christmas the first time I've seen I would have seen a West End show in the stalls. We yep. fought out and we were going to go right at the bottom, right in the centre, and it's going to be amazing. And I was going to yep. cry lots, and I haven't been able to see it, and I'm really good. But oh. Hopefully, hopefully, but they they've said hopefully it's going to come back, so I'll be seeing that. Indeed. So well done. That's the quiz. Thank you. you did. You got seventy percent. Seventy percent. I think Adam, what we should do is all the questions that we ask each other, we need to add them up and then work it out as a percentage. And at Christmas, we'll see who's the best, who's won. Oh, flipping it. I, I think all right. That means it involves it, math. I, I can do the math. Don't worry. Okay, good. That's all right then. So you got 70%. How many did I get last week? I don't know. I have to listen to the podcast again and oh, work it out. Blimey. <laughs> well, so fun. the idea that you just suggested, Me, you don't work know the Okay, that's fine. I can that's give myself okay. more work, don't I? <laughs> well done. So I think well done on the quiz. Thank and you. we'll move on to the next section. So, this week we are going to be talking with Rachel Murray, who is choreographer and performer. Hello, Rachel. How are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. How are good. you? I'm all right, thank you. It's good to see you again. You too. So, I'm sure people want to know a little bit about what you do. Um, what, are you a choreographer? Are you a performer? What would you say you do? What, 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 what would you fall in? Yeah, both. I would say probably performer first. That's sort of my first line of work and then um when I get asked to choreograph for things and I've done a couple of bits and bobs then I would say I'm a choreographer um and then I teach um as well dance and stuff sort of as the other (laughs) sideline excellent excellent so how did it all start tell us where where did this where did this drive for performing come from um quite a young age I sort of I danced since I was about four um sort of ballet when I was little and then as I got older sort of did tap and modern and jazz and then when I reached I was probably about 13 14 I decided that I thought performing was what I wanted to do so my parents chucked me on loads of buses to loads of different like courses around London different drama schools to try and see how I felt and whether I liked it um and then I joined Leo's Long Eaton Operatic Society or Leo's Musical Theatre Group, is that what it's called? Um, and I can never remember what they're now called in their longer name. <laughs> um, and then um, I studied drama and stuff for GCSEs and I did um, like a performing arts BTEC college. And then I went to university for three years and I did a BA in performing arts. And then I went to drama school for a year and just did my master's um and from there sort of got an agent and then 
been performing and stuff since really so it's sort of always been a part of my life it's never not been there <laughs> and when you started doing it at GCSE and, and things like that did you find that that gave you a good grounding for later on because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because yeah. a lot of people listening to the podcast there might be young people who are thinking about getting into the career and, and they and they want to know oh should I do that should I not yeah, I think well, my advice would be to try as many different types of theatre as possible. You know, I I joined um, Leo's because I knew musical theatre was probably the route I wanted to go. So joining a musical theatre group to do productions seemed for me a logical route. Um, but my advice would be to try extracurricular stuff if you can, or if your school offers like extracurriculum productions and things like that. I would say just take as many opportunities as possible and find out what area you like and whether a hundred percent it's for you. Um, that, that would be probably my main advice. Just try, try everything. So you mentioned that before you went to drama school to your masters, you, you did a BTEC and then you went to university. So whereabouts did you go? Where, where, what was, what was your experience like? Um, so I went to um, Derby College to do mm -hmm. my BTEC. Um, they still have the performing arts um, BTEC program. It's great. Um, they're really good because I knew that A-levels weren't, well, A-levels were for me, but for the route I wanted to take, I thought specialising early and having a more practical course early on would benefit. Um, and then for me, I wanted, as much as I wanted a career, I also knew I wanted a degree. So for me, university was kind of the perfect route. I went to Gloucester um, and they still have a really good um, performing arts course. I think they have a dance and a drama degree as well now, but they're great. And you did your master's at drama school? Yeah, I went to Guildford School of Acting. Wicked. And what was the master's in? What was that like? Was it, was it, was it um, a bit of a shock? Were you doing a master? I mean, a, a lot of people think that going to drama school, there's not much in terms of, I mean, uh, from what people I've spoken to, the, the, the assumption is that, oh, okay, it's, it's just drama school. But if with a master's, it would be something, I presume there's a lot of, sort of you know, writing-based stuff. and. Um, yeah, it's a mixture. It's a much more practical master's than it would be sort of a normal university. Um, but yes, there is more wit and work because of the level of education that it's at. Um, but I would say... I would say the Masters is hard. Um, for me, from my experience, the Masters at Guildford is like three years crammed into one. So term one, you do everything first years do on a degree. Term two, you do everything second years do. And term three, you do everything third years do. So it is crammed. And you're in eight to eight, and then every day, and then you probably have your written work and everything else on top. So it is hard. But if you want an intense environment, it's a great way to do it. And when you, you see you went to Guildford? Yes. And what was it about Guildford that drew you there? Was, did you like the atmosphere? Was it the course that was offered? And what, what was your experience yeah. like? Did you, did you feel like you were at home there? Yeah. So when I, when I was 18, I looked at applying for drama schools. And I would have said at 18, I was a dancer first. Mm. So there was different schools I would have looked at. But when I hit 21... I, was, I would have said I was a singer first. So when it, I looked at drama schools, I looked at places that were more on an acty singy base with a good dance um, department. And for me, Guildford sort of fitted that mould. They're known for have producing good singers, good actors who can dance. Um, 
and it's interesting because it wasn't my top choice it wasn't where I thought I wanted to go and it's one of those places I walked in for the audition and I suddenly went oh this feels right and it took me by surprise it wasn't at all where I thought I wanted to go um but yeah it felt like home it, it just felt comfy did you make many I friends think, yeah. yeah I did yeah there was only 23 of us in our course and we were split in two groups um and we had people from I think this is the thing with a master's unlike maybe a BA or a normal three-year degree everyone goes and just has done maybe performing arts where for a master's we had people that had done geography degrees history degrees um, science we got one who was a dentist um so for a master's you can it doesn't matter maybe your background as much what degree you've done it's about then and there in the audition which yeah. makes it quite nice because everyone's got a different story really yeah and I, and I suppose as a as a performer it helps to have that background of life yeah. and um and different arts oh, that's that's good to hear so when you obviously finished your, your master's and you say you've got an agent and I know you've performed uh, on the West End, um, yeah. and and various. What what was the? How long have you been? How long was ago was that? It didn't not to suggest. Um. So I I've had two agents um, since I've um, graduated in the last six years. Blimey, okay. that's quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's gone quickly. I forget when I say it. Um, so yeah, no, overall a good experience. Um, I think it's hard one. It is a difficult industry. And sometimes no matter how good you are, if you don't fit the mould, you don't fit the mould. And that's just something you have to take. I think the hardest thing you have to learn is who you are, where you fit um, and how a casting director perceives you it's very difficult sometimes to break that mold you fit a certain style and everything else um but overall i would say it's it's great it's just you've got a tough skin tough mm. skin that would be my thing you would have to have the most and you did grey gardens didn't you in the west end i did indeed yeah and what was that like that was for me so um I guess a lot of people probably won't know what Grey Gardens is, but um, it's a musical based on um, Edie and Edith Bouvier Beale, who are the cousins of the Kennedys. They're eccentric and they're mad. And, and the job was with um, Sheila Hancock and um, a performer called Jenna Russell, who, if anyone doesn't know who she is, Google her, YouTube her. She's incredible. And for me, she was like my idol. So um, she was who I looked up to growing up. I watched a lot of clips. So to be able to work with her for me was like a dream. It was sort of my weird my weird second goal of things to achieve and I didn't think I'd achieve it so um yeah it was amazing and what other uh, uh, you've mentioned about perf performing and acting and so and you you mentioned that you thought that you were a dancer first yeah do you do you get to do many uh, did you or have you done many sort of dancing roles throughout your career or uh yeah bits and bobs I see sometimes it depends where you train depends what you come out sort of how do I explain the industry so where it depends where you train they mm. come out with an idea of what you will do as so a Guildford are known for producing actor singers if you went to lanes you're more a dancer birds more a dancer so sometimes because of that you don't necessarily get put up for dancer roles or um, things like that so I have done dancing roles um, but I'm not a five foot seven five foot eight whack a kick, a kick by my head kind of person that's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not that I can dance well but yeah I'm never going to be sort of in 
cats or um i don't know a chorus line or i don't know big dancey shows like that yeah big like 42nd street or you know something like that yeah 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 that kind of thing gotcha so what was it like living in london and, and working in london when you were there i love london um i I would say if I could live there again, I would live there again. It's very busy, but I quite like the tube. I like things like that. I've got a lot of friends that don't like London, don't like the busyness. Um, I think it's a weird place. You dream of living there, I think, when you're an actor. And I think when you're a tourist and you go, it seems so busy. There's so much to do, so much to see. But actually, when you live there, you don't go and do the touristy things. I don't no. think, oh, I'll go to Madame Tussauds for the day. So actually, sometimes living in London is just like living anywhere else in the world. It's a bit busier. But it's like any city, really. You go to yeah. Saints, get nipped to Tesco, get to Boots, and then go home. Like, <laughs> I, su- I suppose you've got more of a chance to find the more nooks and cranny parts of London, haven't you? The bits yeah, that people yeah. don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but for... Like for theatre, it's it's the best place to be. Yeah. Like if you love the arts, like it is amazing. And there's so many shows and so many odd cabarets and things that happen that you only get to see because they're one night only and things like that. So it is good for that kind of thing. We've got to talk. We can't do this without talking about lockdown. Oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> How have you managed to get through lockdown? Um... It's, it's been hard, I think. Um, I uh, still was working a little bit through the first lockdown, a bit of teaching, and I will be the same um, from tomorrow. Um, and I think it's just taking each day as it comes. Um, I'm very good at procrastinating, I've discovered. I'm very good at killing time, doing nothing. Um, so that's helped. Um I think this time will be a little bit different. There's a little, you can still have somebody else in your support bubble. So for me, my mum's in mine, um, which is still good. I can still see her in things. So I think that helps being able to see just one other person, just so you're not seeing the same face every day. No offence to my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's just knowing that at some point, it, it will end it will change and I guess we've had a bit of freedom for a few months to be out and about a bit more which has been good it's given us a bit of a break hasn't it from the first yeah. one which was hard it was hard yeah. for a lot of people and people on their own especially yeah. um suffered and I think they've learned from that this time that having the support bubbles will make a huge difference to people's lives yeah. I think so as well I mean and also we were working on a show together um, yes as it was just about to to so kick close, off yes, so <laughs> close like a couple of weeks away from putting on and then yeah. all of a sudden okay yeah. we've got to stop um yeah. and you you were obviously choreo- 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 i'll try that again <laughs> choreographing that show and yeah. you've choreographed a few things do you do you enjoy choreography i do it's something i never really thought about i sort of i choreograph bits and bobs for teaching sort mm. of for shows and things and then um the first big show I did was fame for um Leo's and I suddenly realized I do really enjoy it I think I'm I'm quite methodical I quite <laughs> like the organization I mean you've seen some of my notes they're ridiculous yep. little people everywhere and, <laughs> stuff <for you. laughs> and this person moves here and this person but yeah I do I, really I, enjoy it and I really enjoy I really enjoy the outside perspective of every number's different and being getting to be creative in so many different ways i think that's what's nice 
from a yeah. dance point of view. And I must admit, looking at your notes, it's fair to say that you're the only one who understands them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no one else can understand them. But no, to watch you work, you're very, I mean, I've seen you work. You, you're a fantastic performer, but also a, and a wonderful choreographer as well. You, you take people by the hand, you show people, not, you're not, not literally, but you, you aren't like, okay, da, 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 right, we're moving on, and people don't understand what's going on. You have time with people. And is yeah. that through... Is that through your own personal experience that you think that's worked or is it just the natural thing that you think is right? I think, I think it's through my own learning. I think you have to gauge the room. I think you can come in with an idea. I like to come with ideas. I, I sometimes create ideas. And I think, what have I thought? Why have I come up with this? But I think you have to gauge the room and look at the level. And a lot of the time, the room can be really velvet. You can have people that have never really danced and people that, you know, have done quite a bit of training and maybe danced as a kid and everything. But And you have to work out how you can showcase people at their best. And also there's people that get really insecure about dancing and you, you've got to find a way for them to feel confident. Otherwise, there's going to... I hate it. I hate it when there's those people that are like, oh, I'm always on the back row. I'm the back row person. Like, I don't think anyone has to be a back row person. I think you just have to work out as a choreographer where they what they can do and mm. how you can use their skill i mean uh, working with you and um, do you remember when we did the leo's concert and we did um flashbang wallop yes and yes. then so uh, you know the age range of people we had for that number to begin with <laughs> I was like, what am i going to do but then the best thing came out of it was john fox playing romeo like, absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah for those who don't know john fox john fox is a mature gentleman, shall we say? Yeah, this is a bit brilliant. And he and he and he just went for it. And that's the thing is that that you you obviously work well with people, and they felt comfortable enough with what you gave them yeah. to go. Yeah, let's do that. That's good. Um, you, which was brilliant. You find a way around. Yeah. So I think for me, it has come from my own experience. Um, but I also think it's just something you learn. I think hmm. you learn as you get to know people, and people trust you to say. I can't do this or I'm not very good at this. And you go, okay, right. Well, I'm noted, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep. Give me, give me five weeks and we'll, we'll change it. <laughs> we'll sort it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what does the future hold for you, Rachel? What's, what's, what, if you could say, I mean, obviously it's difficult in the minute, but if I were to say in five years time, what would you like to be doing? Oh, um, I don't really know. Well, it's a hard one. I mean, the industry is not in a great place at the moment. So I'd like to say in five years time, the industry will be in a better place. Theatres will be able to open, audiences will be able to back. So I would like to say I'd be able to do performing again in a professional sense. Um, I would like to say maybe I've choreographed a bit more, you know, um, I do really enjoy that. Um, and just sort of how it was really. I think everything was going quite well. So nothing majorly new. Um, but yeah, I'd like to just keep the balance of what I had, really. Choreographing and still being able to perform and go to auditions and things. A little more normality. Nice. This is good. This is never a bad thing. And if you had to pick one role or one job that you've done, that you could say, you know what, that's, that's the one that I always remember yeah. or, or is my favourite or so far, which one would it be? That's hard. I would, I would say, from a performing point of view, probably Grey Gardens. Mm -hmm. 
that that for me will always stay with me um it was such an incredible experience um and a really great opportunity and i'm very thankful for the people that gave me that opportunity um so yeah probably going on but then if you said to me from like um a point of view of making friends um i did a show called moby dick and i made some good friends on that show so it depends what you're asking but if you terms of performing great gardens where me, was where was moby dick then what was where, where, where was this uh, did moby dick be about four years ago three years ago i think mm -hmm. um that was in london and it was sort of in a november period it's in a um a venue called the union theater which is southwark way um, a really nice um, small venue um, and it was based it was a musical based on the novel the um, yeah cool oh, okay I didn't realize you'd done that oh, that's brilliant okay yeah. so you're not getting off that easy I have mm -hmm. I have some questions for you okay okay I ask every every guest we have on I ask five uh, would you rather questions but they're not ordinary okay. would you rather questions so it tells us a little bit more about yourself so brace yourself okay. some of these are a little okay. bit out there okay okay so some of them are a bit eh, and others are a bit more and again ben has absolutely no control over these i just do these he lets me go on with this so okay first question yeah would you rather yeah. have a one minute conversation with your past self or your future self future future self okay good would you rather be a superhero or a wizard? Ooh. Wizard. Wizard. Excellent. This is this is interesting. Good, good, good. Um, would you rather get ten thousand pounds now, or find a penny whenever you reach into your pocket? Ten thousand pounds now. That's right. That seems to be the common answer that most people give. Um, two more. Two more. Okay. Would okay, this is a bit more out there. Would you rather paint a wall with your face or your knees? Yeah. Knees. Knees. Okay, yeah, good. Okay, last one. Okay. Would you rather be able to speak to animals or speak every language in the world? Every language in the world. Okay, this is interesting. See, just shows a little bit more about the way you think and, and things about you. So thank you for doing those. This is a little bit more You're interesting. Welcome. I'm just I just make my little notes now about people and just go, okay, <laughs> rather speak all around the world. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> Rachel, thank you ever so much for, for popping in and, and having a chat with us. Um I really, really thank appreciate you. it. Wish you all the very best. Would you like to come on again at some point in the future? Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Excellent. Well, Wish you all the very best. Thank you so much for taking the time. And, um, and yeah, all the very, and yeah, thank you ever so much. Thank you. Now it's time to move on to our brand new shout out section. <laughs> complete with fantastic jingles. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and this week we are, well, we're asking for shout outs now, not only just in local arts organisations, but anybody who's small business needs a little bit of a shout out. Come yeah. to us and we'll show you as much as we can. So please send all of your um, uh, shout outs of your businesses, your announcements, 
send us one on, on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or our email, encoreoffstagepod at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can always message us both privately if you know us. Yes, so, as somebody has done here with yes. myself. Now, we have Simon, who's a friend of mine, who I have done shows with, so it is theatrical-related. Um, I've done shows with Simon before, and he is sent us a... Yes, so I have been contacted by Simon, who I have done shows with before. So it is theatrically theatrically related, to get the English out. And Simon is offering a new online coaching business called Remote Control Coaching. So what it is, is he wants to encourage leaders and prospective leaders, whether it's in education or business, or dealing with mental health. Uh, And he's going to offer one-to-one coaching online for people so that they can... Because at the minute, we're obviously in lockdown 2.0. And we need to think about, or some people need to think about the future and what's going to happen because some people, unfortunately, may have been made redundant or the jobs are no longer, the business isn't out there as, as people, you know, are working and things. So Simon's come up with this idea and he asked me to give it a shout out. Uh, as I say, it's remote control coaching. So he does things like uh, 30 minute consultations free of charge before they decide, but they also does like rewriting CVs, drafting CVs, letters of application, how to write those, whether it be for jobs or colleges, running interview practice sessions, uh, teaching business English to uh, adult EAL speakers, and also delivering presentation skills as well. So all these things that, say for example, you've been in one area of work, but you want to develop into another area of work. It's, it's ideal for somebody to go and do that. I'm not suggesting that everybody should do that, but it, you know, if, if you're some like people want a career change uh, in light of everything that's going on, uh, this would be perfect for somebody uh, to go and access uh, with Simon Services, I think. I think it's, a re- and also, as I say, he does uh, with men's mental health and well-being. he's offering coaching support for that as well. And so it's somebody to talk to, to offload to, uh, discuss things with, because I know Simon's been in the business, in his area of work for many, many, many years. Um, and uh, so it's, it's one of those things where, it's like, yeah, if you at least give it a try. You get 30, free, 30 minutes free uh, of a uh, consultation before you actually decide on what you want to do. So I, I think it's worth giving it a shout out. Absolutely. I think it's, it's a really important new venture. And we, I'm sure we, we both wish Simon the very best at the moment. Very best. So yes. what we'll do is we'll put uh, the website and things on our uh, social media and we'll share that out with people. So they can have a look at that for themselves. So we'll if, you, if you miss it in the podcast, don't worry. We'll share it out on our social media. So go check our social media, follow us on our social media, like, subscribe, uh, click, uh, follow, tweet, uh, uh, unicorn. I'm just saying words now. Um, right. Just do, cool. do it with our social media. Cool. Yes. And please, if you see one of these posts about a new venture or small arts business or whatever, please, please, please share it on and let's spread the word as much as we can. Thank you. Indeed, yes. If you see it, share it. So, Ben, we come to the end of our podcast for this week. It seems to have got shot by this week. I don't know why. It just seems to have gone and happened to have just gone really quick. Gone. Yeah. Thank you to Rachel for coming on and talking yes, to us. Yes, thank you for that. 
And thank you again for Simon for sending in uh, his uh, his business for us to share. And as always, thank you to everybody out there for listening to us and supporting the podcast. If as always, have a listen, subscribe to the podcast. We're on, and, and if you like it, give us a like, um, give us a review, five star review, and leave a comment. That'd be fantastic. So then, we more people can see it because we're enjoying it, and we want more people to share in what we're doing. So without people out there sharing what the uh, podcast is about please we can't get on with you doing it so um before i head back to the uh, the cupboard yes the, the podcast, podcast cupboard um so uh, before i do that just thank you so much and um and and ben i need to ask you a favor when i go back yes. in the cupboard can yeah. you leave me a little bit more to eat because um don't, I, don't tell the world the world's this i think i'm starving you now well, yeah you are yeah shush you, you can't say this i'm gonna get well, people Come into my house now and try and find this podcast. They, yeah, this is true. Well, yeah, yeah, this is this is very true. And uh, mm. uh, anybody out don't, there? Don't hate me out to be a big panto villain. Oh, you're not a panto villain. Just normal villain is fine. Oh yeah, thanks. The, the, the worst <laughs> variety of villain. But no, thank you ever so much, everybody, for uh, tuning in this week, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yes. And right. uh, until then, are you, we'll... are you going away? Once, Adam, are you going away? Are you going back on the podcast? Go on. Go. No. Go. Bye. Okay. Bye, Adam. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, well, yeah. Good. He's gone. Uh, I'll make sure to lock him in later because you don't always go to. Okay. Shush. I'm still going to cut the handles for me. The handles come off. I have to live with this. It's awful, right? Shush now. I can't handle the handle. Okay. I think we need to end it now before it gets any worse. Thanks everyone for listening. We might be back next week, depending on if you still Right. Goodbye. Thank you for listening again. And we'll see both see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Encore Offstage podcast. If you fancy, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Encore Offstage Pod. We also have a YouTube channel where we upload a video version of this podcast, and that's also at the Encore Offstage podcast. Remember, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating or review on your podcast app of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll both be back. The Encore Offstage podcast is produced by Ben Bradley and Adam Guest. It is edited by Jack Spores and Ben Bradley.